Hey everyone, my name's Nicole. I'm Brenna. I'm Reed. And this is FitClick. podcast where we talk about fanfiction. Usually each episode, each of the three of us brings an individual fic to discuss, uh, but it's the end of the year and I'm, we're all pretty tired um, and we're just over it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a quick one. <laughs> we just wanted to say hi. Speed running yeah. this episode. No, it's a mini-sode. Yeah, it was a joke. No, it's the end of the year, so we thought it would be a good opportunity to reflect on the year, look back at some of our fic reading habits and trends, uh, how many words we read approximately this year, last month. We're, we're not all proud of our choices, but we'll get back to that <laughs> soon. But um, we sure did make some. Oh yeah, we did. And then just highlighting some of our favorite fics from the year that were standouts that we did not bring to the pod for one reason or another. Yeah, so at the beginning of this year, I was like, you know what would be really cool is if I tracked all of the fan fiction that I read. I, I tried doing this last year, and I got, like, a couple months in, and then I fell too far behind. But, like, I was like, 2020, this is going to be it. It's going to be my year, and I am going to be so... <laughs> this is going to be my year. <laughs> Specifically for fan fiction, I was like, I yeah, yeah. got this. And then 2020 happened. Um, but surprisingly, I did actually manage to finish this year with a mostly full like fic tracker um Whoa. I did fudge some stuff like I the way that I was keeping track is that I would forget about my tracker for multiple weeks and then I would go back through my AO3 history and just sort of do my best to figure out what I had actually read in there and like sort of keep track of the times that I read them um like what month or stuff and you know sometimes if I read like a lot of little fics at once I would just lump them in together some things some things had to be hidden from the eyes of God and also myself, even within my own fic tracker. Uh, some things I put down like an approximate word count because I like either didn't read it like like it was part of a collection or whatever. Um, so it's not one hundred percent accurate, but I do feel pretty proud that like I stuck it through. I did it. I have I have a whole year of fic in a little uh, Google sheet, and boy, some of the stats are scary to look at. Yeah, um, I'm in full agreement. When Reed was like, I'm going to make this pick tracker, I was like, okay, I want one too. Um, I honestly didn't think I would make it to the end of the year when I started it, and then somehow I have, so that's really fun. Um, yeah, I think similarly to Reed, it's not 100% accurate. I think my word count is pretty close. I think in terms of like number of actual fix, that's where things get a little bit iffy because I did also kind of lump stuff together like if I read a whole bunch of really short fics from one author in a day I might just put those together and then count up the words or if I just kind of like went through a tag looking for something and read a lot of little bits to kind of get there I kind of lumped all of that together um there's also definitely some like fic click research I didn't bother putting in my tracker and stuff when I was just sort of skimming through fics but not really like fully absorbing them um and yeah, probably a couple things I just didn't include because they were embarrassing <laughs> or because I was really committed to my word count. I included the word count, but then I don't know what fic it was. <laughs> like there's a couple where I redacted the like name of the pairing and fandom from myself. Oh yeah. The amount of, no, I mean, it's not like a ton, but there are multiple instances in my tracker that are like, it literally is just like redacted 
where I was like, LMAO at me. And I'm like, that's yeah. not, then I was looking back and I was like, wow, wonder what I did in March that I decided <laughs> to hide from myself. There's a pairing I just listed as the little like emoticon that's like colon slash straight face. <laughs> And I have it listed like four times. Not sure what it was, but I guess I read four fics for it. <laughs> yeah, so at the beginning of this year, Brent and Reed were both like, we're going to do fic trackers. And I was like, cute. And Reed was like, do you want one? And I was like, no. <laughs> for a few reasons. I Tracking stuff in that way is not really how my brain works. I know that I would get behind on it. It would stress me out. I would forget to do it. Um, I would like alter the way I was reading probably to try and like make maintaining it easier like I think it would just be kind of a mess and I would not enjoy it so I was like no I'm not gonna do that um I'm aware that I read quite a lot of fan fiction a lot frequently and that's fine and I just don't need to worry about it um so we got to this uh kind of the planning stages for this episode and I was like I want to have at least like some numbers um but I'm not going back to um this whole year oh god ao3 history is harrowing enough when i don't have to go back too far um but i was like i'll just do december uh we are recording this figlets at 3 30 p.m on december 12th <sighs> so far this month um <laughs> i am terrified like you've told us the number and I'm still afraid of it. It's like yep. I feel like it's not even that high. Like it is, but I feel Nick. like it, well I feel like it could be higher. Um, what? Yes. Okay. Also, also for it's more really context, high, though. I just finished finals, um, so that's exciting. Like a few days ago, so that also affected the amount that I was reading, partially because I stress read. Um, so if I have important things to be doing, when I'm not doing those important things, I am frequently reading fic, and then partly because I finished and I just went on a couple of benders. So the total uh, since December first is. 922,582 words of fanfiction. <laughs> Nick. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> that's fine. Um, I did want to shout out, though, um, that that's across a few fandoms, but primarily BTS. Um, but also... Yeah, so I don't know if you've heard of the show. Uh, it's called The Untamed. I've never seen it. I haven't seen a single episode. I haven't even really seen much beyond like a couple of fan vids that Brenna shared with us before we did the first Untamed fic on the pod. Um, I had read three Untamed fics before this, I think. Two for the pod and one for Fic Brunch, which we hosted via our Discord server. If you're interested in coming and hanging out on Zoom with us and some ficlets and talking about fic, join our Discord server or like send <laughs> us a DM, ask us about it anyway. Wow, that plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was really fun. But I'd only read three untamed fix um <laughs> in the first week of december i read 333,841 words of fic for the untamed god for a moment i thought you were gonna say i read 300 fix for the untamed and i was gonna <laughs> oh my be like god, i no. just don't think i don't know how that one is happening <laughs> no it was 10 okay one of them was 170,000 words so <laughs> and another one was 76,000 words and another one was 41k anyway oh my god i just <laughs> yeah whoa <laughs> sometimes you have to go really hard and that's okay because it's just how you live this is not this is more i would say i'm i'm reading at more than my usual pace but not by much and there were i'm sure other times this year that i was reading at this pace or more so that's how my year's been everyone if you're like hey nicole did you have a good year <laughs> 
How is your coping? Just terrifying. Like, for for reference, ficlets, I've been reading, like, pretty much my average amount of fic in December. Actually, probably over what I've read previously this year, but, like, average for other years that weren't 2020. Um, And I updated mine as of last night, I guess. Um, And my total word count is (laughs) 486,000. So under half of Nicole's. Like... I'm very embarrassed, but I also feel like I think it's if so anyone impressive. was doubting my qualifications <laughs> to do this show. If anyone was going to doubt qualifications, you'd doubt mine because I'm at 260000 for this oh, month. Wow. Although, if you're listening, we're actually looking for someone <sighs> to replace Reed. <laughs> no, we're not. Stop no, it. we're not. <laughs> it's my joke. It's just, it's interesting, I guess, to me because when sort of like the pandemic first hit and when quarantine first hit, my reading skyrocketed. I read like 55 fix in the month of April, which is much more than I normally do. Um, and then just sort of like, not necessarily that the amount of fic that I read is a graph of my mental health because it's not, but like you can look at that and then you look at November where I read 11 fix total and it's like, ooh, are you okay? And the answer is November was tough. So like, I don't know, I mean, I almost wish I had actually done this tracker last year because it'd be really interesting to compare the stats of this year and sort of the the mm-hmm. ups and downs of it to like a normal year. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I do want to try to do this more in the future. I don't know that like I'll be as intense about it as I was this year just because logging every single fic is exhausting. And then when I let myself fall too far behind, I not like I get super stressed about it, but it just makes going back through my AO3 history a chore. Um, so I might have like less overall stats and just like a a more general idea of my reading habits, but I do want to do this in the future and see what it looks like compared to this year. Yeah, honestly, I really enjoyed tracking it. Like I would just update it every few weeks. I find doing kind of tasks like that soothing. So I really didn't mind sort of just like the copy paste. I, I got lazy with a few things. I stopped adding links into like my lines and stuff I was like title and author will be enough if I ever want to like come back and find this fic and if it isn't on AO3 anymore it just isn't on AO3 anymore <laughs> like oh well um but I yeah I really like that part if anything like I almost want like more stats <laughs> for the future <laughs> because I think I've always known that I read pretty diversely and then I'll kind of go down these like rabbit holes of reading more intensely for a fandom or a pairing but then I'll kind of go back to reading really like a mixed bag for some months and so it's really interesting for me to be able to see that this year and last night I counted up like the number of different fandoms and pairings I had read for throughout the year which was a satisfying number um so I think I definitely want like those kind of things again next year even if I continue to be a little bit like lazy with certain aspects of my tracking um I've realized like which parts I actually care about seeing at the end and which parts like don't mean as much to me personally um like my notes and stuff are pretty limited I kind of try and like write some keywords for like what a fic was but you know at the end of the day if I don't remember it then oh well like (laughs) my brain is filled with holes and I don't know what happened in February so why is fic any different you know yeah, um, I guess I'll say that the the spreadsheet that I set up for Brenna and I, the like columns that we have are title, link, author, fandom, pairing, word count, a short description, personal comments, and then date started and date finished. Um, I definitely took some shortcuts with like fandom and pairing. Like specifically, I'm thinking about for K-pop. Um, for BTS, I could not list every single ship that I read. I mean, I could, but I didn't want to because like some... Some ships I read like once or twice. So I have like categories that are just like misc for like, especially for fic click reading. 
Am I gonna track every weird niche fandom I clicked on for FitClick research? No. So I have like MISC for fandom and MISC for pairing, but I also have like Polly as just like a pairing because I, like, yes, I could have gone and, and found which ones I read the most and like made stats for them and stuff. But sometimes I just was like, it's too much work. So I have some categories that are literally like MISC K-pop or whatever um, to sort of cover all my bases. But I also have like specific, like I have, I think, 10 different BTS pairings listed and then the rest of them just get filed under miscellaneous categories. Yeah, I don't even think I really, like in my actual tracker document, like I listed out the different pairings I read for like BTS and different K-pop groups. But then kind of we have like a summary page also where you can put pairings and then it will like auto count how many you've read if it matches. Um, And I didn't list any K-pop ones there really because I knew I was just reading too widely. And like, so I know how many BTS fix I read, but I don't know how many I read for like a singular pairing within the group because it just got who knows there's too many <laughs> it, it just got who knows <laughs> yeah exactly Fair enough yeah it's interesting because i i mean i don't have much more to give you beyond the stats i shared ficklets <laughs> um and that's okay but i was looking i recently did a meme that was going around on twitter um for like fic writing and a wrap-up on the year and realized that Thus far, as of the 12th, I have published 167,000 words of fanfiction in 2020, Um, but by the time this episode comes out, that's going to be closer to 220,000. I have a couple kind of in the can right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's exciting. That actually um, is a stat that I do keep track of. That is very normal for me. I usually publish between 200 and 250k words every year, so that doesn't surprise me it is weird to think about in the context of like how long i've been writing fic and how many words that is because whoo but um i think that was cool for me to get to look at and be like okay a lot of things about this year were very weird but i wrote an incredibly normal amount of fic for me and that's beautiful i think creatively or like in terms of like publishing stuff um i publish uh, two to maybe four fics a year if that um, but I did do, uh, a lot of podficking this year. Yeah. Nick got me into podfic, which was very fun. Um, I saw on Twitter that you were answering that meme and you had said that one of your favorite projects that you did this year was, um, the pod together that you, yeah. me and our friend Cassie did. And like, I totally agree. It's one of my favorite things I've done ever, um, which was Nick wrote a fic and then Cassie and I, and also Nick, um, made a little podfic for it. Um, or I guess just like, um... A little podfic. It's like 45 minutes long. <laughs> well, also, I was like, is it podfic? It was written specifically it's an to be audio fic. fic. I guess, yeah. But, you know. um, which was a Kurt Roll radio show AU. There's lesbians and they flirt via music. It was just really fun. But um, I don't know. That, that was interesting for me that I sort of had other things to post on AO3 or to like quote unquote contribute to fandom that were not just fix. Um, and I liked that. That's a lot of fun. It is definitely something I'm going to be doing in the future years as well. I did not. (laughs) Um, Each year I post maybe one fic, and I posted one this year, so congratulations to myself. Let's go, Uh, Brenna. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for (laughs) that one, Um, and call it a day, pretty much. Um, 
Yeah, well, seeing as how I didn't write anything, I just want to take you on a quick journey with me through my year of reading ficlets. Um, it will be brief, <laughs> but, but I'm finding it entertaining, so I want to share it You're with like you. You're like taking a walk well. through your mind palace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I started off this year strong. January was a good month. I read about 800,000 words. I was like, yeah, solid. We love fan fiction. Um, Nick is making a face, but like that is a normal month for me. No, it's a normal amount for a normal person. I'm reflecting Um, on my own choices. And then February and March were not great. Part of that was like, real life stuff um and then part of that was the pandemic starting oh boy howdy um april and may definitely got back up there may i read the most fic in terms of like number of individual works at like 52 but not necessarily the most words um june i read 10 fics so (laughs) (laughs) your june my november handshake me (laughs) june was uh they were 10 bangers to think about june (laughs) they were probably good i don't remember what they were they came to about a total of 2300 words um so what 2300 no, sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's like brenda reading microfiction <laughs> oh, like, I don't look at numbers for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, July, August, and September were all about the same, all around like five to six hundred. And then October was kind of light. I don't really know what I was doing in October. Who knows? I only read 14 fics, so clearly it wasn't reading fic. Um, And then... We get to November. Yeah. November. Let's go, November. (laughs) November, I went off the fucking rails. Um, (laughs) If you are in fandom, you might already know what November (laughs) means. (laughs) If you exist on the internet. Yeah. In any capacity. Well, anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so November happened. Basically, if you're sitting here thinking, Brenna, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about that episode of Supernatural. Or, like, Um, specifically, what thing in November? Because, boy, did November have a lot to offer. That's very true. Um, But no, it was specifically that episode of Supernatural. Um, And at first I was like, haha, isn't this so funny? And then I ended up reading over a million words of just (laughs) Dean Cass fan fiction. Iconic. literally me going back to do my fic tracker for like the week that I fell down the rabbit hole like is the McElroy clip where he's like do you want me to put you on blast but it's just like me at myself about my AO3 history are you haunted are you fucking possessed you used to be my co-host I'm sorry I had a case of November (laughs) I'm sorry I just absolutely lost my mind I think that has carried over to December as well but November, I just really was going through it. I read, like, at least probably a third of that is just fix it fic. I don't know. I just, like, binge read it um, to a kind of alarming amount. And then lots of people were, like, posting their old recs and stuff in our server, on Twitter, lots of other places. So I just kind of, like, read and read and read and ended up with a much higher word count than any other month. Um, 
also, like, I did keep track of, like, which pairings I read the most fic for, and I really thought, like, uh, the main pairing for the Untamed, like, Long Wanji and Wei Wuxian was gonna win out because I had read a lot of Untamed fic this year. It's still my highest in terms of fandom amount, um, but, uh, yeah, Dean Cass fic right up there, only three fics behind. Oh my god. So, by the end of the year, I think we'll have a winner. Bren, I distinctly remember in November going to see you to get ice cream, Mm -hmm. and we sat outside your apartment, Mm -hmm. and Uh as Nick and I were leaving, Mm -hmm. before we left, you were like, okay, maybe I will go inside and try to, like, realign myself with reality, and then literally less than five minutes later, when we left for real, you're like, no, I'm gonna go read more Dean Kasvik (laughs) and stay just unhinged. Uh Yeah, being your friend in November was an experience, dude. (laughs) You're welcome. I felt swept up in it. I felt I mean, concerned. don't get me wrong. I didn't read any Dean Kasvik, but I still felt weirdly connected. I, like, didn't expect to be, is the thing. Like, I had really solidly left Supernatural and the fandom behind in, like, high school. Like, I hadn't touched anything related to it in, like, probably 10 years. Um, so when I saw that this was all happening, I was like, oh, that's really funny. Like, I'm really enjoying, like, the memes and people losing their minds on Twitter. I didn't really expect to, like, be in it at all. <laughs> Um, basically I read one fic that someone posted in the server and I was like, holy shit, this is so good. And then, um, spiraled, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it was a fun spiral. Like I watched the finale with a bunch of the ficlets, which was really enjoyable, even though the finale itself was not enjoyable. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that was my November. I was thinking about how, like, if my AO3 fic tracker was like my Spotify wrapped, it would have stopped before November and the picture would have been really different. Um, but it doesn't and it continues. So <laughs> November is included and it is mildly horrifying um, with the amount of Dusty Elphic that I did read. Um, but yeah, other than my sort of accursed Dusty L spiral for the past month and a half where that was really the only fandom I read, um, I did want to give a shout out to all of my different fandoms and ships from prior in the year. Uh, this does include fandoms that we read for FitClick, although not necessarily fandoms that I just sort of did poking around research for. Um, but my total number of different fandoms, according to my tracker, was 49, and my total number of different ships was 68. So Ooh. I was happy about that. Um, I like to read somewhat broadly, um, except for in the month of November, apparently. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, so pretty, I don't know, like a pretty solid year for myself, I think, all things considered, um, plus sort of one surprise spiral towards the end. Yeah, I don't have any numbers, but I think one reason I've actually really loved having this show is because my year was 90% BTS fic, honestly, I think. Like, not very diverse on my own. Um, I took my foray into the Untamed. I read for some other K-pop groups and a couple of other random fandoms. But aside from, like, being subscribed to one of my friends on AO3 who writes for a lot of random fandoms and reading those, and, like, stuff for the pod, like, I was very mono-fandom this year. So I appreciated getting a chance to, like, you know, explore new things and old things that I once loved and can now love again. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I think as we move into sort of talking about some fics that we want to give shout outs to, similarly, like, most of minor BTS, I also was pretty mono-fandom, but there are a lot of fics that I really loved that, like, I just ended up bringing for the pod that were not BTS or things like that. Like, some of my favorite fics that we've done this year have been, like, the video game fics that I've read, but, like, 
I already talked about how much I liked them, so they won't be in this next wrap-up section, but I do agree that, like, reading for Fit Click has been really nice in, I don't know, not, yeah, not feeling, like, even though I'm personally reading mostly just for BTS, it is nice to know that my year encompassed a whole lot more. Yeah, so we thought it would be fun to give some shout outs to other fics that we've loved. Um, obviously, we've brought a lot of things that we loved to the pod already, but we wanted to give some shout outs to things we did not bring for the pod. Uh, these are fics we probably didn't bring for a variety of reasons, some being like length, maybe fandoms we had already talked about quite a bit, um, or just whatever other reason. Um, but yeah, we all picked a few that we wanted to kind of just give a shout outs to as fics that we really loved um, and that have stuck with us this year. Um, I will start. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> because we just played a questionable game of rock, paper, scissors <laughs> to decide that. <laughs> I did just want to mention, too, these are fixed that like we read during this year, not necessarily that they had to be published during 2020. So, yes. Um, my first fic was a fic called Dwelling by Adiomai. Uh, this is a Harry Potter fic. It is Harry Draco. It is 83K, and it was published in 2018. Um... This was one of the first fics I, like, read this year. I read it pretty early on in the year and absolutely loved it. I mean, we all know that this is one of my, like, eternally favorite ships. Um, and it can be kind of challenging to find, like, newer fics that really stand out for this ship, I think. Um, and so I was, like, really excited when I stumbled upon this one. Um, it's a trope that I don't always love, but this fic executed it so well. Like, I just couldn't stop thinking about it after I finished it. Um, I remember legitimately sitting up in bed at like 3am and <laughs> gasping out loud when I realized like what the twist was, like what was happening in this fic um, and just like kind of losing my mind about it because because the buildup to it was so well executed and it was so rewarding. Um, one of the tags on it is part three, everything gets super sad, you're welcome. And like the author isn't wrong, but it's so good and so rewarding when you sort of get the whole perspective of the story and you can look back at how everything fits together. Um, I absolutely love this fic. It was definitely one of my favorites of the year. Would highly recommend to anyone who's looking for a Harry Draco fic in, in this year, 2020. <laughs> Or 2021. As or 2021. This, this yeah, mini said will be coming out with Actually, only a couple days left in the year. No, you got to get to it really quick if you don't read it in 2020. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's under 100K, right? 83. Yeah, it's 83. Oh, yeah. 2020. <laughs> get on it. Yeah, so um, as I just said, I read mostly for BTS, so most of my shoutouts are going to be for that fandom. Also, like, none of us are doing this in a particular order. Like, this is not in order of like how much I liked them or anything. It is just the order that I came across them in my fic tracker and wrote them down in my notes. Um, so the first fic that I wanted to give a shout out to was Let the Light In by Sharpa. Um, it was published in 2018. It's 65,000 words. It is a modern magic AU where um, all of the members of BTS live in New York. Um, and apart from Jungkook, the other six run a magic shop. And Jungkook is a little lad who has been sort of keeping his magic very locked down, and he comes across the shop, um, and it is just... <sighs> I read it for the first time in, like, May, and then I reread it again in October. Um, and I don't usually reread fic very often, but this year, all the fic habits have been broken. It was such, like, a beautiful portrayal of, like, love and what family can look like and healing. 
Um, it's so, so careful with its characters and thoughtful and thorough in its world building. Um, I was just, I was so swept up in it the first time that I read it. Um, and it was, pun intended, just as magical the second time around. Sorry for that one. <laughs> um, this fic just like really struck me. Um, I mean, the magic is very much there and present. It's a very central part of the plot, but it also felt so grounded. Yeah, there's there's a line from it where um, this like huge, huge life-changing thing has just happened to the group and Jungkook kind of feels like it's his fault and he's freaking out about it and Yoongi writes him a letter and in the letter he says, the end of the world is often temporary. And that is something that like, ooh, it hit hard the first time and it hit just as hard the second time too. And I think like, especially given that both of the times I read this were like so solidly in the middle of this pandemic, that line just really hit. Um, so yeah, that is that is one fic that I deeply, deeply loved this year. Nice. Um, okay, so the fic that I am talking about first is a fic that was completed in January 2020 and that I bookmarked in January 2020. So I have to assume that that was also when I read it. Um, it's called Take Cover by Almost Sophie One, and it is a BTS fic. The pairing is Yoongi Jungkook, and it is an AU where Yoongi goes undercover to try and infiltrate an organized crime ring, and Jungkook is the very sweet and kind college student who lives in his apartment complex and gets wrapped up in stuff, because of course he does. Um, yeah, this fic, y'all, um, it's, there's a lot of organized crime, or colloquially referred to as mafia AUs in the BTS fandom. Um, a lot of them are they lean very hard into graphic violence and like shock value. And a lot of that just, I personally am not super interested in. Um, and this fic, I feel like subverts that trope really hard. Everything that Soph writes is always so delicate and intentional. And I felt that a lot here, even in a fic that was 133,000 words long. Um, there just is something so careful about the way she holds her characters. And I really appreciated that from a reader's perspective. Um, I loved the OC work in this fic. There's one original character in particular who's like this older woman who also lives in this apartment complex who was so, so well done. She was so fleshed out and she was such an important part of this plot. And I love that this fic allowed them to be people in a larger world and not just like characters in service of a plot, if that makes sense. The plot was in service of the character growth. And I thought that that was really clever and really well done. Um... Yeah, I I found my comment on it, uh, which, as per usual, was a little bit gushy and embarrassing because that's just how I comment. Um, apparently read the whole thing while I was at work. <laughs> <laughs> I was paid to read this fic. <laughs> um, but I ended my comment with, this fic is genuinely a triumph, and I'm so emotional about these two getting a happy ending with like a crying emoji, and I still very much feel that way about this fic now. Alright, so the next fic on my list is If You Were Made For Me by Etymology Playground. Um, this is a fic for the Untamed. It is Wei Wuxian Long Wanji. It's a shorter fic. It's only 8k. Um, it was published last year in 2019. Um, honestly, this is kind of a shout out for this author in general. I read a lot of their fic this year and really loved it. Uh, but this one in particular really stood out to me. Um, I think it's rare that I have such a visceral reaction to reading a fic. Uh, this fic is set basically with Long Wanji going to visit Wei Wuxian uh, during his time in the burial mounds. Um, it is not a happy fic. 
but it is a supremely like tender fic. Um, I vividly remember like reading it for the first time and getting to a line that's near the end and I don't I think it's pretty rare that I've ever felt like a gut punch like that with a fic. And I just remember like sitting up in my bed and just sobbing. Like I wasn't crying beforehand. I just like burst into tears, <laughs> but it felt really good. Like it wasn't even because it was that devastating. I mean, like the line was, but it was also cathartic. And every time I reread this fic, which has been a few different times during this year, probably also because it's pretty short and I can read it quite quickly. Um, I've had a really similar reaction. I've cried each time, but um, I don't know. There's just something really cathartic for me about letting go in this fic and um, and being able to like experience the emotions that like Long Wan Ji is experiencing in it. Um, it's like kind of a horrible feeling, but also a wonderful feeling. And I think it's just really stuck with me as I've read other things. Um, Honestly, I might have avoided this fic if I had read the tags more carefully because it does say <laughs> that it's not a happy ending and usually I go for fics with a happy ending. Um, but I didn't read the tags. <laughs> hey. And I ended up absolutely loving it. Um, so I think that's also one of the reasons it really stood out to me. Um, I mean, this author's writing in general, I think is really amazing. Um, but I just love this kind of like canon divergent uh, slice of a timeline fic um, that is really looking at the characters as individuals and as uh, like friends um, in this moment and and what their relationship is like and how much is unsaid and how difficult things are um, and it doesn't have a resolution and I think that makes it sort of more real and more intense and I just absolutely loved reading it. The next fic on my list is you guessed it, also BTS. Um, it is To Bear the Storm by Miss Pamela. It's a Rapline OT3 fic. It's 66K. It was finished in 2019, and it is a non-idolverse AU. Um, I held off on reading this for so long because I knew it was going to fuck me up, and then, surprise, wow, it did. <laughs> um, the summary is, sometimes a girl needs a place to put all of her overwhelming Namjoon feelings. Buckle up, this is the pining rapline OT3 coming of age fic that's been living in my heart forever. Um, oh, Miss Pamela, this fic! <laughs> it follows Namjoon for most of his life. Uh, he and Yoongi meet as kids, they're childhood friends. Um, they grow up, their friend group sort of expands. Hosuk is part of that. Um, and it's a lot of Namjoon thinking that he knows who he is and then having to reckon with that over and over and over. Um, he makes a lot of jokes about being the token straight friend of the group. Haha, ha, like, honey, you got a big storm coming. <laughs> um, he, like, he falls in love with his two best friends, Yoongi and Hosuk, who are dating and, like, wildly in love, and he has a million crises over it. And he has to, like, reframe his past decade of friendship with Yoongi, and it is just... <sighs> this fic is about all of Rapline, um, but it is a love letter to Namjoon. It's him clumsily but steadfastly coming into himself. It's him coming into a love that is good and warm and something that he and Yoongi and Hoseok work so hard for. Um, it's not easy. Like, nothing in this fic is particularly easy for Namjoon, but he works very hard for his happiness and he gets it and he deserves it. Um, I've been reading a lot of polyfics this year. Uh, that's been something that is like important to me um and so this fic just really got me on a lot of levels but 
I think it was just so clear that this author, as as they said in their summary, like went in with the intention that was like, I love Namjoon and I'm gonna put him through it. Um, and they did, and they did that really tenderly and carefully. And oh, I just cried a lot reading this fic. It was just very good. I really, really love it. So if you have ever come across me just like in the wild in BTS fandom, um, or not in BTS fandom, I probably have recommended this fic to you. Uh, it felt like it would be sacrilegious to not include it on this list, and also I always love an opportunity to talk about it, so I am here uh, with another BTS fic, uh, Don't You Want to Be Ordinary with Me by Mahistrato. It is a Crazy Rich Asians AU. It is 87,000 words long, it was published in 2019, and I read it twice this year. Um, I also... Again, like I read it twice. I got free therapy both times. So <laughs> checkmate American mental health system. Um, the main pairing is Namjoon Jimin with side pairings of Hoseok, Taehyung, Yoongi, and Sukjin Jungkook. <laughs> I was like, what are their names? <laughs> wow. I know their names. I know their names. Allegedly. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I was trying to read it instead of just saying it from memory as I easily could have. And there were too many names <laughs> all next to each uh, other. That's fair. Thank you. Um, wow. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> this fic. Um, I recommend this fic pretty much constantly to everyone. If you have not read it and you are even peripherally aware of BTS, what is your deal? It's time. Um, even if you're not, like, I think that's fine. I was looking at the comments and one of the most recent ones is from a figlet who is not in BTS fandom. <laughs> so I feel good about spreading the good news. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a thoughtful exploration of polyamory and gender expression, cultural barriers, class differences. It's a totally unique spin on the source material and it just has stunning character work. Like, I, this is a big statement, but I don't know that I have ever enjoyed an author's character work in general more than I have from Mahistrato. Just like seeing her writing in BTS fandom, um, following her into Seventeen fandom, <laughs> I like accidentally got into Seventeen so I could read her fic. <laughs> Whoops. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's fine. I was tweeting about this fic yesterday and I was like, I keep embarrassing myself being a super fan. And she was like, it's not embarrassing. So now <laughs> I have approval to continue gushing probably forever. And that's fine. Um, this fic is just so healing. It takes on multiple POVs, but the core of this fic really is Jimin from Queens, whom I... I don't know if it's possible to develop a parasocial relationship with a character from a work of fan fiction, but if so... Um, I think it is. We get, we get brunch on the weekends. It's like really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just seeing his journey and seeing the way he comes into himself and the way his values shift and change, his understanding of his self like shifts and changes. Um, my bookmark for this fic just is a line from the fic which reads, he let himself arrive and the door was unlocked. And like, even just reading that, I give so many feelings just remembering this fic. I just love it so much. Like, I, I have gone on the record saying this is one of my favorite works of fan fiction ever, and that is still true. And now you all have unfortunately seen behind the curtain of how much <laughs> fic I write. So like, it's really, really saying something. This, this fic just, it matters a lot to me. And I think I read it at a time when I really needed to. So it's, it's one that I, I'm sure I'm going to reread again at some point and it's still going to hit me just as hard. Yeah, I seconded this. I just was going to say that in terms of characterization, like I have read many Taehyungs that I loved, but none that I love the way that I love the Taehyung of this fic. Yeah. Okay, um, my next pick is my only K-pop pick, but it is not a BTS fic. 
Um, it is Before I Really Got to Know Me by uh, my friend and yours, Little Cricky. Um, it is for NCT 127, and it is a Johnny Mark fic. Um, it's 25K. It was published this year. Um, it's a Groundhog Day fic, which is a trope I don't really read a lot, but this fic, dude, <laughs> it's so good. And I think one of the reasons why this was my pick, and it was a kind of a difficult competition for me between this one and a couple other Johnny Mark fics um, that I absolutely loved from this year because this pairing kind of really, I think, came into its own uh, in fandom this year. But the reason that this one won out for me is because this is like it felt like it was what I had been waiting for. Like I had been sitting here loving these people and like what they could be as characters and nothing I was finding was like how I saw them in my head and like how I saw their relationship until I got this fic. It was so good and so worth the wait. Um, like these characterizations I think are really spot on. It's a canon like divergent fic um, set within Idolverse. They are idols. They are in 127. Everything about their lives is as it is as far as we know, but it's also Groundhog Day. So Johnny keeps waking up and reliving the same day um, and things keep going bad. And basically it's set like right before Mark goes off for like a period of time to do promotions with Super M. Um, and they keep like, it keeps going bad. Like they keep having these really bad farewells essentially. And it's about them like figuring their shit out. Um, but I think like the world just felt really realistic. The side characters were super fleshed out. I loved like the Taeyong of this fic and some of the other characters that we get on the side, which is always really rewarding and something I definitely look for, especially in fics where it's like a pairing from a, a pretty big group. Like it really means a lot to me when the side characters are also uh, like cared about by the author, I think. And you can feel that. Um, I love Johnny in this fic. I think like, I mean, he's my bias for 127, but sometimes he can be a little like hit or miss for me in fic um, based on like how I see him in my head. Um, and this one, I think just really nailed it. I loved his character development. Uh, his relationship with Mark felt really grounded and like, it felt like it, could be real, which is something I always love in RPF. Like, obviously, no one's actually living out a Groundhog Day scenario, but there are so many elements of this that I can see existing between them. Um, and yeah, it, I mean, not to be like, this fic lives rent-free in my head, but like, <laughs> it does. Like, these are the characters that like, I wanted from this fandom. Um, it also became like the perfect fic to try and get friends into this ship, which I love. Like, it's such a great length. It's like an appealing prompt. I keep like sliding it under people's <laughs> doors, essentially, <laughs> being like, read this and come love these characters with me. Um, so yeah, I just absolutely love this fic. Uh, that sensation of like getting what you've been waiting for and not knowing that it was coming. Oh, it's so good. It is so validating to see this on your end of your list, too, because I remember while I was baiting it, I was like, Brenna's gonna <laughs> love this, and I was and right. I did! Oh, it was <laughs> amazing. Brenna, you said that, um, I, it's, I think this something was like, quote, obviously no one's living out a Groundhog Day um, scenario, but I do have to say that I do think a couple months ago, Nick and I were trapped in something pretty similar. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I have Robin no idea what you're like, talking about. What is, <laughs> what is happening? Nick and I went to get ramen, and on the way back, we were lost in the same oh. loop of highway. 
for so long to like we kept just we thought we okay, were going the right way and then we were of highway that section of intersecting freeways with the exits bad one of the worst things in know, the greater like, los angeles area part. i'm only saying that because we're we're gonna be gone from la by the time <laughs> this comes out i'm doxing us now <laughs> Um, yeah, Nick and I are both moving sad, but the reason specifically I was reminded of the time loop is because they're they're at a point where Nick literally was like, Reed, are we stuck? Like, is there something we have to talk about? Are we in sort of like a moment in like fic or movie (laughs) where like, (laughs) what is the lesson? Like Nick was like, do you have any sort of like issues with me as a roommate or a friend? Like, what do we need to talk out? We had nothing, but we were, we were trying. We couldn't think of anything. We just, I, I, I feel like. That drive was so short and yet so long. How yeah. how much time did we spend in that car? I don't know. I can't concretely say. Hard to say. Yeah, that was when you learned that my nickname in high school was Straighty <laughs> with the good mental health. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe that was what we needed to get out. Um, <laughs> anyway, this next fic that I have is not BTS. Oh. Um, I feel like I spoke very lovingly of the first two fics I talked about. And this one... I just you feel a little it. bit feral, actually. Um, so this fic is Mice There by Astolat. It's a Witcher fic. It's Geralt Emir. Um, it is 46K. It was published in 2017. Um, as Brett and I had, had talked about our trackers earlier, like I, I quite often do not leave comments with the fics because I'm lazy. But I would like to read you the comment directly <laughs> verbatim from my fic tracker as soon as I had read this. Jesus fucking Christ, Astolat. Jesus, I can't believe you've done this. This is so good and I'm so mad and I screamed so many times, God, God, not enough words for how this fic fucked me up. It was good and sharp and grounded. So much of it felt like it could take place in the games and Geralt's dialogue was spot on. God, Astolat, I wish I could go back and read it again for the first time right now. (laughs) Mood, I still feel that way. I have reread it uh, once since and I did feel just as feral, like... I remember tweeting on the FicLick account that I was losing my mind over a fic and someone DM'd me and was like, oh, what is it? So I sent them the link. Um, the, okay, we've we've talked about Astolat's Witcher fic on the pod before. And all of the ones that I've read um, are super consistent in how like deep and intricate like the expansion of the world building is and specifically like the political lore, like whatever, whatever the politics are going on um, in the fic are always complicated and well thought out and so well executed and this fic um the concept of this fic is basically that um it's it's a sex pollen fic and girl and emir are forced to spend a lot of time together and it's also like enemies to lovers as that pairing often is um but there is so much else going on and there's a reveal at the end of the fic that had me just losing my whole fucking mind it was so clever i hope you can hear like how just off the rails i am right now um i think about this fic and i just like don't know what to do with myself i i really wish i could uh, like i said in my note go back and reread it again for the first time because it, it absolutely slaps on a reread but like that reveal is so poignant and good i don't really want to talk about it that much in case anyone decides that they want to read it um i don't know what it is you don't, it, it is the fic that um, when we went on our first annual fic click retreat, yeah. Brenna was reading it on the plane yeah, and just yeah. sort of like screaming I, a little bit. I witnessed you both reading it. Mm-hmm. I know that you've read it. Sometimes you talk about it. It's like you're speaking a different language. <laughs> Ask a lot what your fic is its own language. <laughs> this fic in particular, God, 
Yeah, I'm still reeling from it. Like, thinking about it again, I feel heated. Yeah, I just want to second Reed's feral feelings. Uh, thinking about that fic makes me want to run into the woods and shriek. Yeah. Um, I think the only reason I didn't have an Ask a Lot Witcher fic on my list for this year is because I read them all last year, so therefore none of them qualify. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it was, oh, this fic, man. It's iconic. It's so good. So the next fic that I am bringing is called Yours For Sure by Not Spring. It is a fic for K-pop band Seventeen, so that's exciting. Um, the pairing is Vernon Sungwon. It is 19,000 words long, and it was published and read by me in 2020. Um, wow. Okay. Yes. This fic. Oh, I was looking at my comment, which is like... <laughs> I filled up an entire box and then I had to go to a new one oh my God. to finish talking because I had a lot of feelings. Um, this is, I believe, the first Seventeen fic I read. And I have not read much. I've only read for this pairing. Um, another author I would follow pretty much anywhere. And in my comment, I wrote, is it really a fic by this author if I'm not gently crying by the end? <laughs> uh, because that was the mood. Um, it's an established relationship fic. It's an AU in, technically it's like a university AU, but the university is very minor. It's mostly just like them being young adults in Korea. And like, wow. Wow. Just, especially seeing all the end of your like fic memes going around that are like this or that like pining or established relationship and if I'm being like oh, established relationship is boring I'm like it's not boring you're just not reading the right stuff anyway the external conflict here is actually technically Sungwon's internal conflict coming into the relationship and it's so good and it's so deft and it's so carefully handled um, I write a lot about grief and healing and mourning and loss um, you know just some fun themes to throw into your fan fiction um, but this fic, I feel like, taught me a lot about those things that I, that I didn't already know and, like, wasn't already holding, and I really appreciated that. It has a really beautiful, hopeful, lovely ending. Um, it's also technically part of a four-part series. This is the longest, well, it's actually technically not the longest fic. The longest fic is the last part, but it's about the side pairing. This is kind of the center of it and the first one that I would recommend you read if you're gonna read this series. Um, because it was the first one that was published, and it lays down a lot of the groundwork for their relationship. Um, I don't want to give too much away in case people do want to read it, because the central conceit you don't really learn about until a little bit over halfway into the fic of like what Sungwon is hiding. Um, but just from the summary, you do get the understanding that um, Vernon, Hansel, same person, um, Sungwon has met his family, but Vernon has not met Sungwon's for various reasons, and Sungwon is like very much hiding a lot about his family. And so it deals a lot in like, what does it mean to come from a family that's kind of broken? And for what reasons is it broken? And how do you kind of build yourself up as an adult going out into the world for the first time? Um, especially when you weren't expecting to lose part of your family, like the way that he did. It just really tugged at me. I have read it quite a few times now, um, and I just read one of the companion pieces earlier this morning and like lost it and left such a long comment because I have feelings. Um, but this fic just... I knew so little about these two as human beings when I read the fic. Um, I know more now, and it was nice to reread and get a bit more of their personalities and like some through lines um, with like the real world and everything, some parallels, but... It works beautifully on its own, and it is such a testament to what clever writing can do. The prose is not dense, it's not overburdened, but there's still so much emotion in it. So, 
yeah, this fic is, it's, it was definitely one of my favorite reads of the year, and I think about it a lot. Um, yeah, my next fic is Be As You've Always Been by Jism. Um, this was their Good Omens fic from this year. It is Aziraphale Crowley, 58k, published this year. Um, I read it, like, the day it came out, I think, or maybe the day after, I don't know. Um, I think Nick earlier mentioned reading a fic that was just, like, you read it at, like, the right time to be reading it, and I think this is my fic like that. Um, I mean... Overall, the writing was impeccable. I think Jism does such a good job in this universe. I think it has a lot of the same, like, spirit and feeling as the original book, which I love. Um, And, like, the feeling of, like, Pratchett's writing in particular, I think, is carried over really well in this fic. Um, But I think also just the themes that it discussed were, like, what I really needed in that moment. Like, October was a really high-stress month for me and a month where I felt pretty, like... (laughs) hopeless about a lot of things and this fic was filled with hope um and love and faith and belonging um I cried towards the end not even because it was sad but just because I was so overcome by like those feelings and how much I wanted to feel them I think in my comment I said that this fic gave gives me the same feeling that like Sam's speech at the end of two towers gives oh me my God. <laughs> The, like, there's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo speech. Like, that's how I felt reading this. That same overwhelming of, like, everything is so bad, but there's still characters who, like, make you believe that something good can come after all of that. Um, Yeah, I think I just, like, was so grateful to read this fic in that moment because it's exactly what I needed to hear and, like, exactly the journey that I needed to, like, watch Aziraphale go on. Um, It's so much about the power of, like, love and about freedom and happiness and what those things mean. Um, It's also about, like, a character learning our world and understanding it and what is good in it and what can be good. Um... And I just was really overcome by emotion. I can't reread it yet because it's only been like a month since I, or I guess two months now since I first read it. But I know I'm going to reread it probably like early next year when I've forgotten just enough to have it feel new again. Um, and I'm sure I will love it just as much the second time. I think it was also especially emotional because I like, followed Jism way back when in the early days of fandom and, like, they're why I read Good Omens and, like, any other, like, Pratchett and Gaiman books. So seeing this as, like, the fandom that they posted fic for this year just, like, made me really feel tender. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just love this one. I think it was really, like, out of all of my picks, like, the fic that I kind of needed to read and I was just really grateful that it existed in that moment. We did not uh, talk about what fix we were bringing in advance, like, nor no. did we really talk about the order that we were going in, but I just find it very uh, funny and good that I, this next fic that I'm talking about, I think I have very similar feelings, Bren, um, to what you were just saying. So the fic is Bees, Knees, and Emotional Crises by Diagonally. Um, it's BTS, it's Namcook, it's 23K, um, it is a beekeeper farmer's market AU, um, I'm not sure exactly when the story was originally finished, um, but in the very beginning of April, um, April 2nd, the author added an epilogue, uh, which is how I saw it on my feed, and I read it that day. It was early in the pandemic when, um, I don't know if you guys also had this feeling, like, especially those last two weeks of March and the beginning of April, like, every day seemed to last 
400 years and like there was so much news and uncertainty and everything was like really overwhelming and scary and like not mm, not that things are necessarily that much better here in December but there was something specific about the beginning of the pandemic that was overwhelming in a very particular way mm. um and reading this fic was just sort of like a balm over all of that stress um I had said in in my comment to the author that there is so much love in this fic that it's soft and honey sweet and pours in every direction um I cried twice while reading it, not because it is even the littlest bit sad, but just because it was good. It is just like Namjoon, who is a beekeeper um, and has a stall across the way from Jungkook and his friends at a farmer's market every Sunday. And like the first time that Jungkook sees him, he just immediately falls in love and Taehyung is like, how bad is it? And Jungkook is like, there's a 20 year plan. We have a house. We have a St. Bernard. His name is George. <laughs> um, and it's it's just sweet and good and warm and all of the characters in this are so loving. Um, I read the fic and there's a playlist that accompanies it. And as soon as the fic was done, um, I put on the playlist and I made myself some toast with honey because Namjoon's a beekeeper and honey is his <laughs> oh thing. And I just sort of like sat and I looked outside and I, and I felt like okay for the first time mm -hmm. in like a few weeks. It really was that reminder, like you were saying, Bren, that people and things can be good. Um, like the Namcook and the Jungkook, especially of this fic, is just good. And I don't know, I really felt that. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I read 11 fics in November. November was a particularly tough brain month for me. And this is one of the fics that I read because I just needed to feel like warm and comforted and good for a little bit. And that's exactly what this fic did. Um, so I really, I really feel what you both were saying about finding a fic at the exact moment that you needed to. And also just like, yeah, I really cannot recommend this fic enough. You don't need to know anything about BTS. It's just sweet and warm and good and, like, just bursting with love. I'm going to change gears a little bit here, I think. Uh-huh. This fic has love. Oh, boy. It's also a superhero AU, baby! <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, so this fic is On Horses Made of Sticks by Page Leaf. It is a BTS fic. It was uh, published in 2018, finished in 2019, read and reread by me. So read originally by me in 2019, I think, and then I reread it this year and like made a whole Twitter thread of live reading it because I wanted to and it was fun. Um, it The pairing is Jin Jungkook and there is minor background rap line, which was really fun. Um, and yeah, it's a superhero AU. It's really, really, really interesting in the world building of it. Um, you can tell the author had fun with it. Jin is a vigilante secret. Um, technically, this fic also has a lot of like identity porn and, or as Jungkook's POV, we're not supposed to know that Jin is this like, we know it's Jin. <laughs> <laughs> we as the reader know it's Jin and I actually really loved that choice. The dramatic irony was really fun. Um, it was fun to watch Jungkook be like, why is Jin Hyung like holding his hand after that vigilante punched a wall last night? <laughs> it's like, I wonder buddy. Um, but also, I don't know, it's sweet. Um, he had a very pure and, like, cute POV that I really enjoyed being in. At the same time, he was, like, trying so hard to be good and, like, do his best and save people. And I am always a sucker for a character like that. You know me. Um, superhero AUs kind of used to be a fandom brand of mine. I don't know if that's been true since, like, 2017, honestly. Um, but... 
I've probably published over like 150,000 words of superhero AU in past fandoms. It's just not a thing that I've really done lately. So it was really fun to get an opportunity to come back to that. There's not very much of this AU in this fandom. I think maybe understandably, I don't know, they're K-pop idols. <laughs> it doesn't like automatically track in the way that it might for other fandoms, but um, I really loved the, the choices of superpowers and the way like that characterization happens is always really fun. The action, the energy, the drama of it all. I get really swept up in it and I really enjoy it. Um, yeah, I did a Twitter thread while I was reading this fic, while I was rereading it. Um, and it was really fun because I knew that the author was going to see it because we're mutuals. <laughs> and so it was fun to see her come back to it too and be like, OMG, like, I don't know, it was cute. It felt like a very communal, like community reading experience where I was able to like yell about what I loved and the other people would come in and be like, oh my God, I love this fic. Or like, oh, I should read this. Like it, it it's fun for me to not just like read in a bubble. I mean, sometimes I do. Sometimes I mainline 11 fix in a row just sitting in my bed and I'm like, woo, and I don't talk about any of them. <laughs> but other times, you know, um, I like to, to read loudly and to wreck loudly and to connect with people in that way. Um, this fic also had such a satisfying climax and some really fun work with dramatic irony, like I mentioned before. Um, and it just was like joyful. It was fun. It was energetic. It was action-packed. Uh, it got very sexy at the end and I was like, ooh, fan fiction, baby. Uh, <laughs> but just in general, I don't know, it, like it was exactly everything that I wanted it to be. And that was one of the most satisfying reading experiences for me of this year, probably. All right. So this is my last fic and it is Where the Weeds Take Root by Death Banjo. Um, it is for Supernatural. Wow. What a surprise. <laughs> but, no one hey. but no one saw that coming. Um... It is a Destiel fic, Dean Cass. Um, it is about 30k. It was published in 2017. Um, there are a few fics I read for this pairing in the last like month and a half now that really stood out, but this one is the one that like inspired my spiral. Like I don't think I would have read a million words for this pairing if I hadn't read this fic first. Um, so I think like, how could it not get a shout out? My notes to myself here are just fuck. <laughs> 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 Who needs coherence, you know? Um, no, this is a like kind of canon divergent fic um, where basically they aren't really hunters anymore. And it's about them sort of like living in this farmhouse and learning how to do that um like how to have this sort of like quiet togetherness and um like it just had all of the vibes that I adore in fic it was atmospheric it was melancholy um it was domestic but not in like a super fluffy way more just in like a kind of lived reality way um like their biggest hurdles in this fic aren't like monsters or demons or heaven and hell it's about them and themselves and overcoming all the things that they haven't said over these many years and like don't know how to say um the world building was really good and I think like this fic almost conjured up new versions of these characters in my head who then I became rapidly attached to and then read a million other words about like these are the characters from the show but they're different than like the characters I knew from watching like seasons like you know, one through six when I was 15. Um, they felt a lot like older and more mature. It felt like they had really kind of come into their own more. Um, and like I said, it was just a fic about learning how to kind of live a quieter life and be happy in that. Um, 
and I thought it was absolutely lovely. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, like I said, also kind of <laughs> like grabbed my ankles and dragged me down. <laughs> but you know, I'm also saying thank you to it. So okay, I know, I know, I'm next in the order, but can we skip and come back to me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like to wrap this whole thing out if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. It feels, I think, thematically right. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's me. Hey, everyone. My last pick for fan fiction that was memorable and impactful to me in the year of 2020 um, is a series. It's a very small series. It's called Whichever Road I Take by Just a Word Shaker. Uh, the fandom is K-pop group G-Friend. Uh, it's a two-work series, 7,000 words total, approximately. Uh, the main pairing is Yaren slash Yuju, and both parts were published in 2020. Um, yeah, my first note here is just the sound of me screaming for 500 years straight. <laughs> <sighs> okay, sometimes the tag for a fandom you love is tiny and full of things you're not interested in, and then from the wreckage... AO3 user just a word shaker emerges triumphantly <laughs> holding a little flag and on that flag there is small text that reads don't worry my child I have brought you that which you did not ask for but most needed and you begin weeping with relief and joy <laughs> oh man okay <laughs> I'll tell you what these fics are now I guess um yes this series is an au where gfriend are witches based on um a lot of their concepts for their comeback apple where they're witches in like the garden of eden sort of hard to hard to say exactly that's definitely part of the inspiration in this series they are just kind of dark witches who have like this intense intertwined past uh, there are six members of G-Friend in this series. Three of them essentially went light side and three went dark side. That is a super simplified version of this that does a disservice to the fic, but it is the easiest way to get it across. And there is this kind of forbidden romance between two of them. Um, in the past, this a lot of this does align really well with like the concepts of their music videos. So their early music videos are very like, schoolgirls, we're innocent and happy and having a good time and we're in love. Um, with men ostensibly, but like with each other, maybe, um, just in my heart. So it flashes back a lot to like when they were younger and like all together and friends and thinking about starting something like magical and exciting. And the more you tap into your powers, kind of the more out of control everything got for them. I have a lot of feelings. Uh, the first part came out, it was like 2000 words long. And I left a comment that was like almost as long as the fic just <laughs> screaming. It's in caps lock. I don't caps lock, but it was the entire thing. It must have been very intimidating to receive. Honestly. Oh my god. It's fine. Um, but this fic, wow, like I had been wanting G friend fic for so long, and I just could not find what I wanted. And then this was just spectacular. And it blew my socks off. Um, earlier this year before the US election, um, there was an organized, mostly for K-pop authors and like artists, event called Fandom Fights Back, where it was an auction for fan works and proceeds went to um, Act Blue and like funding Democratic contenders, contenders, <laughs> <laughs> candidates. <laughs> I was like competitors, um, candidates in like key election <laughs> states and counties and stuff. Um, and when I saw that Just a Word Shaker was offering G Friend Fic, I just kind of like yeeted myself in and I was like hello I would like the sequel where there is unrequited love and also further exploration of these themes and I got it 
Oh, this fic is just like so beautiful. And also, um, just a word shaker, I haven't said this yet, is like one of my very, very close friends. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was really funny that you've been talking about it this whole time as if you do not know this author. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to maintain some professional distance, but also, hi, Katie, I love you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, it's just been so cool. We hadn't gotten to, like, fandom together for a while, um, but I knew that they'd been into G-Friend and, like, some other girl groups for a while, and I was like, hey, BTS, and then they just, like, absolutely spiraled down the rabbit hole. So this fic represents for me not only the fic itself, which is incredible, and, like, everything that I could have ever wanted and dreamed, but also, um, like, us kind of being able to fan together again and, like, you know reconnecting a bit when um it'd been a while since we'd been like really close so yeah i think that for me like the story of 2020 and fic and like this show and my reading habits and getting to like know people in fandom like so much of it was about connection so that was why i wanted this to be my last pick so for my last pick and to just round this out um a huge part of my fandoming and my 2020 experience um was nick and i moving in together and on that note, also to mirror last year's t- top fix uh, mini-sode, I would like to round out my picks with a poppy seed heart fic. <laughs> um, yeah, so here's the fic I have decided to pick for a couple reasons. There were simply so many poppy seed heart fics that I could have picked that I loved, but this one, it had to be this one. Um, it is The Topography of False Starts. It is Veeman Cook, it's 15k, it's an AU, where Taeyong is a fae prince, and it was written for a major character death, uh, fic fest. <laughs> yeah, baby! Um, my first note on this is just sort of, like, the frowny emoji, like a greater than colon frowny 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 <laughs> face on this. Um, okay, ficlets, let me set the scene for you. I knew that Nick was writing this fic, mm-hmm. I had seen little snippets of it. As we discussed last year, no, yes, this year, as we discussed earlier this year on our major character death Mm -hmm. episode, which feels like it was nine years ago. I mean, in your defense, it was 11 months ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um, As we discussed on our major character death episode, I really don't read that trope at all, but I knew, like, I was interested in this fic that Nick was writing also because, like, it has all of the themes of major character death, but technically no one dies. Yeah. I had been avoiding reading it for a little while after Nick posted it. Not because I thought it would fuck me up, but almost the opposite. I was like, oh, I like know so much about the behind the scenes of this. I'm like, I know it's supposed to be a gut punch because it's like MCD adjacent. And I was like, what if, what if I read this and like, I don't have sort of the deep emotional reaction that I was expecting? I was just, let me just put on my little clown hat and (laughs) jingle miserably across the floor. Uh, let me set the stage for you. It is, uh, I don't know, 11.30, midnight. I get in bed to read. I'm reading. The fic is progressing. I have not yet cried, but I am in my feelings. The fire alarm goes off. <laughs> I get out of bed. I poke my head into the hallway. Nick was like, I'm so sorry. I lit a candle. Yeah, my candle <laughs> set off the fire alarm. Nothing was on fire except for the candle. It's just very sensitive. So at like 12.30 in the morning, halfway into this fic, you know, I was like, hey, I'm reading your fic. Nick was like, oh, cool. I go back. Thank fucking God the fire alarm went off then and not like 10 minutes later because once I started crying, that was it for me, folks. I, I'm trying to remember the last time I cried so hard over literally anything. (laughs) I mean, in this past year, this is probably the hardest that I cried. 
I like frequently people say like, oh, I cried or whatever. Or I'll say like, oh, it's soft. I like cried at this. And I mean like a couple tears were shed. This was like a fucking war zone. My nightstand had just tissues littered across it, like gross, snotty tissues. I was sobbing, sobbing. I had to shove my face into a pillow because I was like, I don't know if Nick is still awake and I don't You texted want me. I got a text that was like, if you hear me sobbing, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was so afraid that they were going to hear me just that. losing my whole mind. Um... I, when I was looking back over this fic, I went and I pulled the last two lines. This is like uh, about an hour before we started recording, maybe less. I pulled the last two lines to put in my doc and I started almost crying again. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All that being said, like, it's not like this fic has like no hope whatsoever. You, you did make it a little bit about healing. Yeah. Right. It's a happy ending. It's, mm, <laughs> I wouldn't it's say that. It's a happy ending. Amen. Thank you, Brenna. I will You're just welcome. kill you both. <laughs> um, I... Yeah, I wanted to pick this fic, not only for just the deep visceral reaction I had to it, but just because I do kind of feel like it sums up my year in the sense that, like, last year, what I have imagined at 12.30 in the morning, poking my head out, seeing Nick as my roommate, and being like, hey, reading your fic, going back to bed, goodbye, like, I don't know, for all that this year was awful in a lot of ways, um... It was very nice that I had Nick as my roommate, and also, like, in terms of, like, fandoming, I've never had a roommate where I could just, like, be writing fic in the middle of the living room or, like, be crying about fic in the middle of the living room. Like, that was such a, a different but good experience, I guess. Um, I just remember the next morning, <laughs> you were, like, making breakfast and I came out <laughs> and you were like, Nicole. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's bad when the full name comes out. Uh, yeah. Hey, Poppy Seedheart, AO3 user Poppy Seedheart, you've done it again. Wow. What a surprise. And I'm sure you'll continue to just fuck me up emotionally um, as you continue to write fic, but I'll pass along the message. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I have an in with AO3 user Poppy Thank you for listening to this episode and joining us as we revisited some of the fix that we've read and loved this year. Um, I hope that you also had a good year reading fic. Um, and if you have any that you really loved, we'd also love to hear about them. Feel free to, like, you know, add us on Twitter or drop them in our Discord server, anything that you might have loved from this past year. Uh, if you'd like to connect with us further, you can find us on our social media uh, on Twitter and Tumblr at FitClick. Uh, you also are welcome to send us an email at fitclickpod at gmail.com or join our Discord server. Um, you can find the link to join on our Twitter as well. It's a lot of fun. People are always talking about fic, dropping recs, all that good stuff. If you enjoy the pod, um, one of the things that you could do that would really, really help us out is tell a friend about us. Um, we are still very small and the best way for us to get new listeners um, and to grow our little ficklet community is word of mouth. Um, so retweeting our stuff or posting about it on Tumblr or telling a friend who you think might enjoy the podcast, those all help us out uh, so, so much. Also, you can leave us a review, um, usually on Apple Podcasts, but there are other podcasting apps that also have reviews. So wherever you listen, um, that would also really help uh, boost us and get us some visibility with some new listeners. So we would really appreciate it if you could do that. Our next episode is coming out on January 8th, and it is themed. Um, as of right now, I'm sure some of you have received Yuletide Fix. I hope I have. 
yeah. don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'll, I'll have submitted mine hopefully by this point and it'll be out of my hands finally. Um, but as a little nod to this fandom event that happens every year uh, that highlights lesser known fandoms, uh, we've done some Yuletide fix before. Uh, we're going to be pulling fix from past Yuletides to celebrate the exchange and celebrate some smaller fandoms. So Brenna, what fake are you bringing? Yeah, so my pick is The Rock in the River by Pi. Um, it is a fic for the movie Spirited Away. It is a Shahiro Haku fic. Uh, it's set sort of future after the events of the movie, post-canon, um, about sort of Shahiro finding her way back partially to the spirit world. Um, and it was a delightful read. Uh, Reed, what's your pick? Yeah, so my pick is Some Assembly Required by Untherius for the fandom... Ikea, start the car commercial. Of course. Uh-huh. That's a classic <laughs> fandom. <laughs> the relationship is male driver, female shopper. Um, I did just look. There are two works total in this fandom tag, um, both written for the same person, um, for Yuletide, I'd imagine. Um, this person's just a big fan. <laughs> they just... They- of this commercial. <laughs> um, this fic, at the time of me saying this, has 10 kudos, and the 10th one was me. I... We can double that. Yeah. Come on, Ficklis. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Obviously, we'll go into it next episode, but just sort of for context, I did sort of feel like my brain was melting as I was reading this. At no point did I know where this fic was going to go, and at some points, I wasn't sure where I was in the middle of the fic. Um, It was an experience. I'm really excited for my co-hosts to read it. Uh, Nick, what are you ringing? Yes. The fic that I'm bringing is called The Ultimate Test of Cerebral Fitness by Psychomachia. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no pairing. There are no tags. The fandom is chess board game, uh, which I just delightfully learned is wrangled under chess pieces, anthropomorphic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. This fic is an absolute joy. I'm really excited to talk about it. I thought I had the most obscure fandom, and then Reed was like, ah, and I was like, god damn it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye!